This podcast is produced by Visionary Studios. Hey besties, welcome back to this week's episode of Let's Unpack That. Nice to see you all again. How's everybody doing? How are you doing, Jake? I'm Good. I'm pretty damn well today. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm today we are to joined one. by Adit Marciano. To start, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from? The background. Yeah. The background. <laughs> give, us, give, give us the origin story. <laughs> yeah, so I'm Adit Marciano. <laughs> Beautiful. End of podcast. That's it. It's Enough over. said. Period. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so I'm Adit Marciano. I'm originally born and raised in Indonesia. And then I moved to Chicago in 2017 for college. And then I graduated last year, class of 21 in May. And I've lived here in Chicago ever since doing some um, acting and modeling and just a little bit of content creating. Let's go back to kind of where you were growing up in your time in Indonesia. What was that process like growing up? How was it like growing up and being a teenager and stuff in Indonesia and kind of like figuring out yourself as a person during that period? I think I've known I was gay my whole life. It was just more so navigating it through the suppressed society and surrounding on um, by myself. I think we all know like a lot of like Asian countries, they're not very welcoming and kind with the LGBTQIA plus community. So I think growing up for me was very tough because there's not a lot of queer people that we can look up to. We don't really have someone that we can talk to about our identity. You know, one time I tried talking to my school counselor back in high school and it was just, I just didn't even feel like I could open up as much as I can to them. Because I know that they would always like, go pray, go do this, go do that, you know. Because again, where I'm from, they're very big on going back to your faith and religion and like all these cultural things where I'm like, hey, I love that, but like, it's not for me. I think that's where I struggle the most is really navigating and trying to find who I can trust and just talking about it. How did you go about doing that navigation then too? Just because having that sense of support, especially from older people, like in general too, it's so necessary for that identity formation too and development. So how were you able to then make that your own, I guess, in that sense? Yeah, I watch a lot of American television. I think that's one way of me coping with um, how I grew up in that kind of surrounding. And then also keeping the mindset of that one day I'll just leave this shit show. Again, I've always wanted to go to America for college, for theater specifically. So I was just like, I just kept that kind of like picture in my head that, hey, this is all just temporary. I'm one day going to leave this behind and I'm going to be myself more in a different place where I have people who support me and love me for who I am. So I think that's the driving force that kept me sane throughout those years. <laughs> Were you able to then find that sense of support pretty quickly when you moved to Chicago or what did that experience then look like for you too? So senior year of high school, that was kind of the first time where I started um, coming out to my best friends. I remember when I first came out to one of my girlfriends, she was very accepting. She was very, you know, open about me being gay. She was like, I wish you could have told me sooner. Like, I would have never judged you. And like slowly from there, I was just like, oh, I'm going to leave high school. I'm going to go to college. You know, I, I came to college straight. <laughs> um, Been there, it, yeah. It, I came to college straight to a theater school, you know, getting all my nails done and being all this fashionista. Um, I still don't know how my friends 
fell for that. I think it's hilarious. I think what kind of was a ticket for me to explore my whole identity was when my parents flew with me to Chicago for the first time, they stayed here in Chicago for a month until I get kind of like settled here in the city. And the night before they flew back to Indonesia, we had dinner. And then after that dinner, my mom like took me aside and was like, hey, I just want to know that I love you so much. Like, I just want you to be the best version of yourself in the next four years of college and know that no matter what, like you can always tell me anything. Like I'm only one phone call away. And then from that moment, I was like, oh, she been knew I was gay. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I was just like, okay, cool. Like, you know, one down, more to go on the list. So I was just like, but that's like a big reassurance hearing it from my mom. Like, oh, okay. Like she knows like, you know, her son is gay and she still um, sees me the same way. And, I, and that's all I ask from everyone else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's so important even to have had that experience because I guess this family really important to you then too growing up. So how did it feel yeah. hearing that reassurance and knowing that you had that support behind you? I cried a lot that night. It was just a big relief. And just knowing that no matter what, I have my mom's back, at least, of all the people. You know, I'm very close to my mom. I love her so much. It's a real feeling because I know that I'm very lucky having my um, family support because I know a lot of my friends who are still in the closet in Indonesia and who don't have the same support as I do. So I like to always remind myself that, Adit, you're so, 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 so very lucky to have your family support. Funny enough, I actually just came verbally, officially, whatever that means, came out to my mom this past summer. Because I just hate the idea of coming out. It's like, I know that everyone knows that I'm gay. And like, why do I have to make it official when I verbally come out and tell them, hey, I'm gay? You know, where, where like, all I ask from everyone is to just treat me the same way. Yeah. You're the same old Adit. That's all that matters. Yeah, the part of you is changed. not all of you. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just crazy how much of a big deal is put on coming out too. Like it's not like straight people come out as straight. Like <laughs> like why does yeah. it matter? Like that like to me, like I'm somebody like I just live my life and be authentically myself and if people want to think what they want to think, like go ahead and do so. But like I'm living my life and like what I am doing what and who I am, it does not matter to you. Like it does not impact mm -hmm. you. So why do I have to tell you? Like why does it matter? Like there's a lot of people in my family who are very conservative and people that I just you know, I just don't wanna I don't feel like I owe them the conversation. I also don't really want to have it because it just would probably be uncomfortable anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't need to tell all these people everything. If It doesn't matter. Like, it's yeah. my identity and I'm living my best life and it's okay without it, you know? Right. Like, it's and I okay. think that's such an important thing about it too. It's like, it took me a long time to get to that point because I was always very much, I, I see a lot of similarity kind of in the familial side of things because that was so important to me to having their support, not knowing what everything was going to be like. And I'm very fortunate that I have my family's support too in that. But it's so scary because you don't want people to think anything different of you because you don't want your life to change. And knowing that, again, it's a part of you. It doesn't make who you are. Like, you are the same old person that you've always been. It doesn't change anything about you. It's just a part of you. Mm -hmm. And I think it took me a really long time to realize, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm very much so like, like you shouldn't feel forced to having to come out in general then yeah. too and like making a big deal out of it if you don't want to. Yeah. You should do it for yourself. Do, it, do things for yourself, not for yeah. others. 100%. And I think that a lot of people still think like, oh, I owe a lot of explanation to everyone. When in reality, you don't. You don't owe anything to anyone. You don't owe anything to your parents. You know, just live your life. When I came out to my mom this summer, her response was like, oh, Bitch, tell me something I don't know. She was like, bitch, I've been new. Like, I knew. 
<laughs> I mean, she didn't say that, but like, uh-huh. that's how kind of like she said it. Um, but she was like, Adi, like, we know, like, we just want you to be happy. Like, I know that you're more pressured about coming out to your dad. My mom was like, I think your dad knows too, and he's fine with it. And like, if you don't want to tell your dad, then don't. Like, you don't owe him anything. I was like, you know what? You're right. I don't. Deep down, I know that my dad knows, and I know that he knows that I know. And my dad still loves me unconditionally, and that's all I ask. Oh my, this I love like little dialogue conversations like this because I think emphasize, especially to anybody that's listening too, like that really it should be for yourself, and that you really don't owe anybody expl- any explanation to anything, and that realistically, it is just a part of you. It doesn't have to be everything about you. So, I mean, kind of going back, so you moved from Indonesia to Chicago. When you made that transition, obviously you kind of had said that you had always wanted to go to the States for school and to have that change. Is there anything that surprised you making that that shift? Um, drinking from the tap water. That is <laughs> surprising. Yeah. <laughs> Very different, right? I think having people being just as crazy as I am you know, I think especially in the theater scene here in Chicago, you know, it's, it's, it's very small. You know, people would know people and other people just very easily through the theater industry here in Chicago. And, and like, I think if it wasn't for the four years going to this, to the theater conservatory, I would not be as comfortable and as open with my, with myself and with my um, identity. So, you know, I think um, mad props to the past four years of college. But I think the biggest surprise for me is really the acceptance that I had from other people. Um, they were just like, I remember, like I told y'all, I came in as, as this closeted gay still freshman year. Mm-hmm. But then like towards the end of freshman year, I was like, yeah, I'm gay. And then people were like, Adi, we knew. <laughs> like, you didn't have to kind of like um, hide yourself and like, we love you no matter what. And so I was kind of like, oh, thank you. You know, because I think... It was hard for me to um, be myself completely um, right off the bat was because, you know, how I was treated growing up, you know, I was bullied of like, oh, Adit's too flamboyant. Oh, Adit's too soft. I grew up um, playing soccer and then my friends would be like, oh, Adit, why can you have a stronger um, kick? Like, what can you run faster? I'm like, girl, shut up. I'm just not (laughs) built that way. Uh (laughs) Like, calm down. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I found my people here in Chicago, I found my chosen family, and um, they honestly helped me very much into getting where I am today, so. All up to that, was, was there any specific experiences with those people that you now surround yourself with that really cemented that your overall like, identity development where you felt finally accepted and that you felt you could truly be yourself around people then too? There's not really a specific event, but like just kind of throughout the years. Um, For me personally, I fully accepted and embraced my femininity last summer, kind of like in the middle of the pandemic where I was like, you know, isolating by myself. I moved to my um, studio apartment and then I was just exploring with makeup and then um, clothing wise. And then from then I started kind of like wearing clothes that are more for women when I hang out with my friends. And then they were just like, oh, like, you know, they're cool with it. In fact, like they loved this version of Adit more than like the flannel and the, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but um, um, up to this day, it's still kind of like 
a slow journey of my self-discovery. And I think that's kind of the beauty of it all. It's like your journey to self-discovery is never ending. And I think that's that's very um, beautiful to see and witness. I feel like it's so much more like the journey rather than the destination when it comes to things like that. Yeah. I don't know, the experiences, the development that you have over time, I feel like it gets you to obviously where you're at, but it's so important that you experience every aspect of that along the way then too. I mean, that's incredible. I think it's so important to have like that support system around you mm -hmm. and people who accept you for who you are no matter what. I think a lot of times finding that support system and community can be really hard to find. Mm -hmm. It just takes time and it takes patience. And I think for anybody listening who may be struggling to find that, just per persevere, keep being yourself, keep being authentically you, because you will find it. You'll, you, you will find your people eventually. Yeah. But to kind of talk about Chicago some more, when you you know moved there and you were spending more time in the gay community there, um, what was that like? Because obviously in Milwaukee, it's very small. There's not that many gays. It's a very small gay community. But Chicago, on the other hand, I feel like it's it's much bigger, it seems. So what kind of have your experiences like been interacting with the Chicago gays? <laughs> How far do we want to go? As far um, as you want to go. <laughs> I mean, for me, I beat a lot of the Chicago gays every time I go to Boys Town, um, but also through the dating apps, you know, I've met so many um, good good people through um, dating apps, surprisingly. I think we all know Grindr, a uh -huh. toxic app. Uh -huh. Met most of my gay friends through Grindr. It's like, it's like, oh, like, hey, you know, we, we're, we're probably not gonna hook up, but like, we're gonna stay friends. And I think that's really cool. People don't know that you can make friends through these dating apps, you know? It's, it's a love-hate relationship. Yeah, but completely. I've, I've yes. met, I've, I've had successful um, friendships through these dating apps. Well, it's so funny too, just because you can ultimately end up meeting somebody and just really going off of each other, normal conversation. It's just like, oh my God, we would get along so well. Let's just hang out, do whatever. It doesn't have to turn into a relationship. I think Mitchell, I think we met through Bumble. Yeah, one we've of the never apps, met yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've never, we've, oh, are we not supposed to say apps? No, you can. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> okay. This doesn't matter. This isn't sponsored. Like. <laughs> one day. <laughs> we met through one of the apps, and then we've never met in person, and then we would just Snapchat back mm -hmm. and forth. Yeah, this is my first like, time actually talking to a D, like actually face-to-face. -face. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> Finally, Mitchell. Wait, okay, wait. So how long have you two like known I each feel other? Like, I feel like I've known, I feel like with maybe like two years, I've been like following each other, I would say. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I yeah. love seeing this unfold right in front of my eyes. <laughs> no, right I think now. the wow. I think the the network, like we've touched on this before in, in previous episodes, but like the network of the gay community, it's so easy to like have these people around the country and like the globe even that like you connect with and like are friends with and follow with each other, like with Instagram mutuals, like seeing someone from a completely different city and following them or asking for their Instagram and you have like 30 mutuals and it's like, wait, that's crazy how interconnected it is. When you moved to Chicago, would you say is that kind of when you started using dating apps and stuff or were you using those when you were back in Indonesia as well? Uh, no, I would, or oh, actually I did. I actually, <laughs> I actually had Grinder in my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. It was just like a um, faceless profile. I opened at school and oh, then I no. saw my music teacher there. <laughs> <laughs> and let's unpack that like situation. That. <laughs> How did that make you feel? Yeah, what was that like? I was just like, oh. I knew he was gay. <laughs> I knew he was gay. It wasn't a picture of his, of his face. It was a picture of his um, back. Mm. But I just knew that that was him. You just knew his back. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I was just like, 
Oh, okay. That's a big <laughs> I, I see you. Uh huh. <laughs> so, yeah. when you moved to the states, I'm guessing that's probably when you started using these apps more often. Do you like remember like your first time using Grinder or anything? It's, just, it's just they're all coming back to me. They're all coming back to me. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I do remember Mitchell. Um, how do I put this? It was an interesting, scary, exciting kind of first meetup off of Grinder. It was kind of cute, actually. We went out to the movies, and then we had dinner afterwards. And then I think he wanted me to come back with him to his place, but then、mm-hmm. I was just like, "Oh, sorry, I wasn't reading the room very well. Like, I'm gonna go back to my dorm."、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, what if like I see someone that I know?" Um, at, in the restaurant, like they're gonna know that I'm gay, cause like back back at that moment, I still wasn't really out out. After after that、um, first meeting, I was just like,、oh, okay, like this is actually not that scary. Like I can get used to this. <laughs> and then I went to my hoe phase sophomore year, and then I was just like, okay, I'm gonna stop. So as you spent more time in the states, I mean, I know you've you travel around a little bit around the country. Have you had any fun experiences or stories? When you've gone and visited other places, with my visa, I technically only have seven more months here in the country, so I really want to make the best of that.、Um, I am trying to extend my visa and work in, in America, but it's not as easy. One of the craziest things happened this past、um, year in November, where I expanded my、um, networking. <laughs>、um, so I met this guy. Who lives in Denver? When he was in Chicago, it was super cute. So we met that Monday night, and then I stayed at his at、uh, his hotel. We didn't even hook up. It was just like a cute little conversation.、Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he was like, "Oh, I'm going back to Denver tomorrow." I was like, "Oh, damn! Like, well then, bye. I'm never gonna see you again." He was like, "Oh my god, no! Like, fly out with me to Denver." I was like, "You're crazy. I don't even know you."、Mm-hmm. I was like, "No, I'm not gonna do that." And then he was like, "No, come, because one of my best friends, who's from LA." Is also flying out to Denver this weekend, and I just know that you two are gonna vibe very well. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna do it. I booked my flight to Denver, and then I went to Denver that weekend, and then I had the best time of my life. Like we went out, he introduced me to his friends, and then I went to Denver again for Christmas. You guys friends, or is it like a romantic situation, or is it just a friendly thing? Um, we were dating for a hot sec until we kind of like had a talk where we kind of established what we both wanted, and it was a mutual. Which I was like, you know what? Hey, it sucks. When I came back to Denver again and for Christmas, I was just saying like, hey, so like, what are we like? What do we want us moving forward? And then he was just like, well, I don't want us to like. Cut out of each other's lives. Like, of course, I still want to talk with you. And then he was like, "Let's plan something、um, in this new year so we can look forward to." I was like, "Heck yeah, let's do it!" So I'll be going to Mexico with him in the spring, hopefully. Yeah. Well, that'll be yeah, so fun. So again, like the beauty of these dating apps, you know,、mm-hmm. it's like you never know where you're gonna come out of it. You are a model and an actor. So, what kind of made you want to go into those fields? And has there been any gigs you've had so far that you've been really, really proud of, or gigs you'd like to have in the future? I'm professionally trained as a musical theater actor. I got my BFA in acting, but lately I've been kind of focusing myself 
more to booking TV and film gigs with modeling. Since high school and then ever since I moved here in Chicago for college, I've just liked to hit up photographers and be like, hey, do you want to like collaborate? I guess I learned how to model from that experience. I never really took any modeling classes or whatsoever. I don't know. I'm not really focusing much about theater lately because okay. the theater industry, they don't pay shit. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really bad. Um, so I'm just trying to like uh, book stuff that would give me good paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is TV film commercial, honestly. Mm -hmm. One line in like Chicago Med, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, like one-liners, two-liners, 5k in the bank Dang, so I'm really like, come on book me. <laughs> <laughs> i know you mentioned before then too you're like going throughout the process now to renew the visa and try to getting logistical things figured out how has that been going and what's been i guess that process looking like so far i'm trying not to pressure myself because it's very stressful and knowing that six months from now you might be kicked out of the country or like stay in the country but i'm not gonna let that defeat me um, so that process so far, I honestly have been applying for jobs that would give me work visa sponsorships, but still have me work in the entertainment industry. And honestly, for the next six months, you know, anything could happen. So I'm just hoping that I book a TV show or like something major that would give me some visa sponsorships and just hoping for the best. Well, sending good, positive yes. energy, We're everything your way, seriously. We're manifesting. Yes. So. yes. <laughs> well, Adit, do you want to give everyone your socials so they can follow you if they don't follow you already? Yeah, so my socials, my Instagram is Adit Marciano. Also TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook. Not on Facebook, <laughs> really. Not the Facebook. <laughs> drop the MySpace, drop the Facebook. Do you want Tumblr? <laughs> Well, thank you so much oh. for joining us, Adit. It was great talking oh, to you. It was so nice meeting you, too, and actually really getting to yeah. know you a little bit more. It was really yeah, fun. thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.